Welcome to the Answers from Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Lalone. In each episode, you'll hear from leaders across the world. You'll hear their struggles, their thoughts on leadership, and a parting word of wisdom from each guest. Are you ready to hear Answers from Leadership? I hope you are, because it's coming at you right now. Today's guest is John Stolpe. John writes about leadership, life, parenting, marriage, and faith. He's come to understand that you're really not living if you aren't stretching and growing. And from our friendship, I've discovered he's living that out. John, what else do you want listeners to know about you? Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for the opportunity to be on your podcast. I have become friends with you over the years through the blog world, and I can't remember the, the first time we connected. I'm sure we've been friends for probably over four years, maybe even longer than that. So first of all, thanks. Um, a little bit about me. I am an engineer. I, I went to school for engineering, and then I, later I went to school to get my MBA degree. And I'm an operations manager for a large construction company in the Philadelphia area. I love what I do, uh, but I also like what I get to do on the side, and that includes a lot of different things. One of the things I get to do is be a husband. I get to be a dad. I get to be a writer and a blogger. That's where we've connected. Um, I've been doing more speaking lately, and that's been exciting. And I'm also a runner, and I would definitely consider myself to be a leader. How did you come to consider yourself a leader? You know, I think that I've probably been a leader in some form or another as long as I can remember. And I'm not sure if that's something that my parents pushed on me or if it's just something that was natural. But I've been leading for most of my life. In Sunday school as a little kid, I was one of the kids who took, took control or took a leadership role in whatever was going on. I was a lead in school and in school plays. I was a lead in student government when I was a student. And when I went to college, I took several leadership roles. One of the, one of them was being president of my housing group. And that, all those experiences have contributed to who I am today. It's just given me a wealth of things. So today I have the opportunity to lead in my church, as in the youth group. We talked about that a few minutes ago. Uh, but also, I've had the opportunity to lead in the small group ministry. I'm a leader at my at my work as an operations manager. I have a chance to lead a team of about 15 to 20 people, and that keeps me on my toes. And then uh, there's just you know other areas where I do have an opportunity to lead. So how did I become a leader? I, I think a lot of it has been hard work, but some of it has come naturally too. And what does leadership look like to you? I think leadership, when it's when it's done best and it's done most appropriately, starts from a point of servanthood. A servant-based leadership, I think, is is really essential to leading a team in the way that I think we're supposed to lead. And that means getting in the trenches with those you're leading sometimes and, and leading by example. For example, maybe picking up trash or something like that, that everyone else is walking by, when they see you doing that as a leader, your team or those around you are more likely to, to come on board. I think it also means bringing value to whatever organization you're leading. So, you know, you can't just go and show up. You need to bring something with you when you're coming to the organization you're leading. 
I think that it's all about encouraging and empowering others. As leaders, I believe that we are called to be cheerleaders for those we're leading. We want to help those who are leading to succeed. We want to help them to reach their career goals or maybe some personal goals that they're going after as well. I love your, your picture of leadership there, John. What difficulties have you encountered in your leadership journey? <laughs> it's, it's interesting. You know, we as leaders lead other human beings. <laughs> and we are, we are leading imperfect people, and we are imperfect people who are leading. So I love the fact that I get to lead people because I love the relationship part of it. I love the chance to build into people, to relate to people, to hear how they're doing and to help them. But that can also be one of the biggest challenges about leadership because with people come their imperfections and their flaws and their struggles. So dealing with people's performance issues when it comes to leading on my team is a challenge because I don't like confrontation, but as a leader, Sometimes we're called to handle the difficult circumstances and confronting somebody. I had that opportunity to do that today, actually, with one of my direct reports. And that was, that was hard. But it's something that you have to do if you're going to take up a leadership role. I think the other thing is that there's times where your team may be going through a personal struggle. And as, as leaders, I think we can be there for our team members to really help them and support them and to give them the feedback and the space sometimes that they need to be able to go through the challenge that they're going through. And I've certainly had that opportunity in my role at, at the place I work. Leadership is about that relationship with people too. So I love how you tied that into one of your difficulties. <laughs> yeah, was, relationships are key. And I think, you know, in the blog world, it's easy to type a comment. We've been typing comments at each other for years. Uh, but the reality is when you get face-to-face, -face, you know, that's sometimes where the rubber meets the road and the real iron sharpens iron. Yeah, totally. I know one of your favorite topics is stretching as a leader. Why do you think it's important for people to stretch themselves? Well, I should probably preface this by saying where the stretch thing comes from. So when I was a junior in high school, when I started my junior year of high school, I was five foot six, five feet, six inches. And now I'm almost six feet, six inches. So I grew a lot and my friends started calling me stretch. And as I was thinking about how to theme my blog almost nine years ago when I started it, the idea of stretching really came as a theme that I thought would be appropriate for following as I write. And for me, stretching is stretching is part of life. If you're not stretching and growing, you're not really living the life I think you were meant to, to live. And I think that that especially applies to leadership. Uh, as, as leaders, we need to be stretching ourselves. A, a stagnant leader, a leader who's not growing or stretching, really becomes obsolete. And stretching stretching is part of staying current with your team, with your organization, and with leadership trends that are going on. One of the reasons I love following your blog and your podcast is because you keep up with leadership trends. And the things that you are writing 
or the things that I hear on the Catalyst podcast or the things that I hear, uh, hear or read on Matt McWilliams' podcast or blog, for example, those are things that help me to become a better leader. So for me, um, stretching as a leader looks like going to Toastmasters. I'm, a, I'm uh, the club president of my Toastmasters club, and that's an opportunity for me to grow and learn to become a better communicator and to become a better leader. I listen to a ton of podcasts, and I was so thankful to see that you were launching a podcast because, it, for one, it gives me a chance to hear your voice, but it gives me a chance to be spurred on by you and the people you are interviewing. I read a lot of leadership books, and I'm also part of a mastermind group. And the mastermind group is like a small group of people who are kind of going after similar goals, maybe not the exact same goal, but they challenge me to be a better leader, to be a better writer, and things like that. I think that finding ways to grow every day and then to apply what you're learning is really a, a key to stretching as a leader. And I would say that one of the ways that I've applied it in my leadership is through one-on-one -on -one meetings. Matt McWilliams was somebody who really stretched me to have regular one-on-one -on -one meetings with my team members. And I, now, after doing it for several years, I'm a firm believer in, in applying that with your team. It gives you an opportunity to lean into your team and to be stretched by what they're experiencing either at home or at the job. And, you know, that's just one example of the way I've been stretched as a leader. And you mentioned that you do the one-on-ones. I'm guessing you haven't always done that in your leadership position. That's true. I haven't. I wish I could say I have. And honestly, I wish that I could do it more frequently. But the reality is, is uh, you know, I have a lot of commitments with my job where I have to meet with each of my direct reports to go over the individual project specifics that they are dealing with on their projects. And that doesn't give me the opportunity to really dive in and get to know them on a deeper level. So being intentional with scheduling a monthly one-on-one -on -one meeting with them gives me a chance to put aside the projects that they're working on and to really plug into them. And I usually schedule them for 45 minutes uh, each month. If, if I need to touch on something that's a little longer, I'll schedule a longer time. But they know that that's the time for them to come if they've got some special concerns that they want to touch base with me on. They know that it will be a conversation behind a closed door. And it also gives me the opportunity to help develop my team. I would say that as leaders, that's one of our biggest responsibilities is to make sure that we're developing those who are under us. We have the responsibility to leave a legacy, and the way that happens is by preparing the next in-line leaders to take over for us and to lead better than us. And as you started implementing these one-on-ones, was there any initial pushback or resistance? Were, were people concerned? Honestly, or no. I think that maybe there was a little bit of really, but that... But I think that as people saw what I was doing, they were actually so thankful that they knew they were going to have a monthly opportunity to touch base with just me. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I can kind of see that. You know, people are like, John wants to talk to me. You know, he wants to get to know my opinions and what's going on with, with us and within the company. 
Sure, and there's times where most of the time I do it in a in a closed office in the, in our building, but there are times where where I will take them out to lunch as well, and that doesn't happen all the time. Maybe once a year I'll take each person out, but by doing that, it kind of gives a chance for them to get outside of the walls of the the company where I work and to have a conversation in a different arena. And that can be a great opportunity too to break the ice and to get to know somebody on a different level. And I know we touched on this question a little bit earlier. You shared how you were growing through podcasts and blogs. Are you growing yourself any other way? Yeah, I I guess so. I mean there's like I said, there's so many books out there that are helping me. There's a lot of things. I think my mastermind group is one of the biggest things that is stretching me. I did I did indicate that earlier, but that's that's pushing me to to areas that I haven't explored before. And I think that rubbing shoulders with people. I'm a huge proponent of community, and I think that there's a there's a verse in the Bible, Hebrews ten twenty four and twenty five, talks about spurring each other on towards love and good deeds, and not forgetting to meet together. And I think that that's something that as leaders, we need to, we need to remember that. Find areas, find other leaders who you can plug into so that you can spur them on and they can spur you on. Yeah, that's a big help. How did you guys put together your mastermind group? My mastermind group uh, is led by Ellery Wells. And Ellery reached out to me. I had been communicating with him through his blog and commenting on some of his posts. And somehow he connected with me and reached out to me. And we talked. And I had been considering joining some type of mastermind already. But his ask really came at the right time. And so now I'm, I meet every other week with the same group of people. And then we also have a community that meets through Slack all the time. Like there were comments on Slack that were coming in right before you and I jumped on this call. But at any rate, I get to connect with Ellery, and I get to connect with uh, a woman across the country in the state of Washington, and I get to connect with another young man in the state of Georgia every other week on a, for an hour, hour and a half, and it's such a great opportunity. And we take turns being on the hot seat. So at one point, you know, next, actually the next meeting, I'll, I will be on the hot seat and I'll be able to bring something that I'm struggling with or want, want help processing to the meeting and they will help walk me through some of my next steps. So cool. And you, you found this to be a great help? Absolutely. I know that for many, it's a concept that hasn't necessarily been explored, but I would challenge you to seek out some type of mastermind. If you don't, if you can't find one, create one. Plug into other leaders. Find a couple leaders, two or three other leaders, four leaders, and commit to meeting together and kind of lay out a framework for how you could meet regularly and encourage each other regularly and grow. Speaking of growth, do you think a leader can ever stop growing? Well, that gets to my, that really gets to my core philosophy that if you're not stretching and growing, you're not really living. And I think as a leader, I think that uh, if you want to lead, you really need to keep growing and you need to keep stretching. No matter how old you are or how young you are, there is stuff out there. Find a mentor. Find somebody who can 
press into you. Find somebody to mentor too, because I tell you what, I learn so much by leading other people and mentoring other people. Yeah, I agree. We were actually talking about mentoring a little bit pre-call. T- today was my day to mentor a kid at a local middle school. And you know, just interacting with younger people and helping them grow can bring such joy and encouragement to our lives. We see growth and you know, maturing starting to happen. I think that's one of the great things about mentoring other people as well. I, I agree. I was thrilled to hear that you're doing that because I think you do a great job in leading other people in that fashion. And, and you know what? Those who mentor us have that same opportunity to see that in us. So you're never too old or too young to find a mentor. I would, I would encourage you to find a mentor if you don't have one. And as we grow in our leadership, we learn things and find out things we wish we would have known you know, years ago. What do you wish you would have known about leadership, say, 10 years ago? Uh, that's a good question. I, I think that one of the things that I would wish I would have known, and I still need to learn, is how to say no. I have a people-pleasing vein that runs strong through me, and I hate to say no to people. And the rea- But the reality is, is that we need to learn to prioritize. We need to learn to say no so that we can capitalize on the things that we need to be capitalizing on. One of the podcasts I listen to is the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast by John Lee Dumas. And he often talks about the word focus. And his acronym is focus on one course until success. And that's such great advice, but there's so often that I don't follow that because I've got so many plates spinning. And if we as leaders, if I had learned 10 years ago to, to say no a little bit stronger, that, you know, it'd be interesting to see where I'd be at today with my leadership. I'm not sure if it's unique to America or not, but I think that's one of the things, you know, us Americans struggle with is we feel like we always have to have something going on and we always have to be adding more and more, have those plates spinning. It is, it is. And, you know, I think there's something to be said for hustling. We want to be hustling. We want to work hard. But there's also something to say uh, about balance and and Sabbath. I, I talk a lot and think a lot about Sabbath. And Sabbath, you know, people think that Sabbath was created for God. But Sabbath was really created for man. <laughs> and we need to learn to take regular Sabbaths in our life. Uh, my dad mentioned to me several years ago, and it's clung to me, uh, somebody he read years ago talked to him, or he, he learned that everybody should take a minute of Sabbath every hour, an hour of Sabbath every day, and a day of Sabbath every week. And I think that we as American Americans, and we especially as American entrepreneurs and leaders, often struggle with that. But I, but I think that that's, a, that's something that we need to, to get better at because we need to teach those we're leading to live that out as well. It's part of living a balanced life. And I think we miss out on a lot of what, how we were meant to experience life because we overcrowd ourselves with this uh, need to be busier than the next person. How are you getting better at saying no or taking things off of your plate? Well, that's a really good question. I wish I had a great answer for that. Uh, I think that 
one of the things that my family does is we meet together Sundays after after church and before youth group, and we go through our schedule for the week, and we talk about who's going to be home when, we figure out who's going to cook the meals on which days, and I think part of it starts with having those conversations. If you're living with somebody, or if you're married, if you have a family, you need to be talking about your schedules. And with two teenagers, I have two teenagers right now, it's more important than ever to be doing that because they are getting busier and busier. And it's just, if we don't stop to even figure out what's on our schedules, then we'll never have the opportunity to connect, but also to get a hold on controlling those schedules a little bit better too. Can you recommend one or two books to help a leader stretch? Sure. I, there's a couple books that I would recommend. Uh, a couple of my leadership favorites. I might I might mention more than two here, but Go for Love, it. Love Works by Joel Manby is an awesome book on leadership, leading from a perspective of love. And that may sound kind of crazy in the business world, but I think that there's a lot of value in what Joel brings to the table through that book. He was on The Undercover Boss, and he works for Hershey Family Entertainment. And through that, I think his name kind of got even better known outside of the world of amusement parks. But that, that book is a real fantastic place to start if you're looking to change your leadership and, and make a dent in it. There's, there's two books I would really recommend by Brad Lominick. The one is The Catalyst Leader. It's just a, a foundational book for leadership. And I'm, I'm still working on his next book, H3 Leadership, but what I've read so far is just fantastic. He talks about the importance of a leader being humble, being hungry, and hustling. And I think that uh, those are three H words that we as leaders need to chase. And then I think the one other book I would mention is QBQ, The Question Behind the Question by John G. Miller. That was just a really fantastic book. It's a real easy book to read. It's short. And it's, it talks about the importance of holding yourself accountable and being personally res responsible and accountable to yourself. In today's world, it seems like there's a lot of talk about entitlement and things like that. And I think that if we learn to look in the mirror and, and see what's going on in our lives and how we're contributing to that, I think uh, the world would be a little bit different. Yeah. I loved John Miller's book, you know, QBQ actually had a chance to interview him a couple of years back before the podcast. And Joel Manby's book is just amazing. Yeah, it's I, one I of my love, favorites. I love the fact he talked about love. And, you know, you, you hear the word love and you think, oh, hearts and emotional feelings, things like that. And, or you think, oh, he's going to talk about some kind of church setting where everybody's supposed to love everybody. But his talk of love is in the business and marketplace. And it's just a it's at least at the time I read the book, it was a unique take on caring for employees as you lead them. Yeah, and I, I really try to lead from that perspective. I work in, in the construction industry. It is, it's a tough industry. It's a harsh industry. There's people who are coming from very tough backgrounds. They're trying to meet significant deadlines. And I really believe that I have the opportunity to lead from a position of love. I uh, had a funny experience the other day that that happened. One of my one of my direct reports is a graphics designer, and she works at a stand up desk. 
but there are times where she wants to sit down. But adjusting, she doesn't have a, a desk that adjusts up and down. So, you know, sometimes she's sitting down with her hands way up in the air and looking up in, in the, at her screen. And she made a comment about getting a taller chair. Well, I happened to find a taller chair when I was in the office in our warehouse yesterday. And I, I talked to the warehouse manager and I said, hey, can I have that chair? And he goes, absolutely. And so I went and found the, the lady who works for me and I said, hey, I, got, I might have something for you. Come with me. So I walked her back to the warehouse and showed her the chair and it just blew her away. And do you know what? That didn't cost me anything. It was just something that simple. I think that if, if we as leaders learn to be observant of the needs of our people, and it doesn't have to be very complicated. It doesn't have to be complex. It could be a chair. <laughs> a sim simple chair could make the difference in how we impact our team on an individual basis in a way that will really make a difference. That's awesome, John. I love how you... You, you see a need and you filled it for for the lady that works for you. That's what leadership is all about. I I agree. It's uh, you know I think that uh, just learning to be observant and to get outside of our our blinder focus that we often get on. If we can learn to um, pay attention to the needs of those going those who are around us, and they don't necessarily have to be on our team, but especially those on our team, so that we can. Uh, plug into them in a different way, I think that we can make a real difference. Do you have anything else you'd like to share with up-and-coming leaders? Sure. I think, I think that leadership starts at an, at a, as soon as your career starts, really. And if you really want to grow, if you want to become a leader, you need to learn to raise your hand. Raising your hand and saying, hey, I'd love to be involved in a new opportunity. I'd love to be involved in what's going on. Ask for those opportunities. Well, I think one of the big catalysts for my career at my current place of employment, and I've been there for just over 20 years now, is the fact that I asked for new things and new challenges. I didn't wait for my boss to come to me with a new project or a new opportunity. I went and sought it out. The, the other thing is that I would encourage anybody listening to always ask for feedback. When I, what I say by that is when, when I started as an engineer in my, in my company, I didn't know very much about what I was doing. I didn't know about the product I was designing or installing or starting up in these buildings that we, that we work on. But I did know how to relate to the people who were working on my buildings. And at the, in the middle and at the end of every project, I would always ask those who were working on my projects, hey, how could I do this better next time? And I think that, that that's a discipline that I think we all need to get into if we want to become better leaders. Learn to ask for feedback and then make sure you listen. <laughs> it's easy to just say, okay, hey, what feedback do you have for me? Because it just sounds good to ask for feedback. But really listen and learn and then apply what you learned, what you just heard from the feedback that you got. Great advice, Jeff. Where can listeners find you online, or how can they connect with you? Well, the obvious place is johnstolpe.com. That's J-O-N-S-T-O-L-P-E.com. I, I wanted to tell you that I set up a special link for your listeners 
Uh, almost two years ago, I wrote my first book called On Track, Life Lessons from the Track and Field. And I'd love to give the first chapter of that book away to your listeners if they go to johnstolpe.com backslash answers. So that's that's the probably the best place to connect with me. I'm on Facebook at John Stolpe. I have a page, John Stolpe uh, Stretched. And then I'm also on Twitter. So those are those are a few places you can reach out and, and connect with me. Uh, it's at John Stolpe is my Twitter Twitter account. All right. I'll make sure to have those links linked up in the show notes. Thank you, John, for being on the show. Thank you for what you're doing. Keep stretching. Thanks for listening to Episode 30 of the Answers from Leadership podcast. I hope John's story has inspired you to stretch to become a better leader. The show notes for today's episode will be at jmlalonde.com slash 030. There you'll find quotes and notes from the show. You'll also find links to share the episode out to other leaders who may enjoy it. If you like what you've heard on Answers from Leadership, would you do me a favor? Go to iTunes and leave a rating and review. This will help other leaders find the show. Until next time, continue to lead well.